Welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast, the all-cure bi-weekly podcast. It is here, the year 2020, and we finally have the full gang. Welcome out there, and Woo. welcome Donald and Chaz. How's it going, fellas? It's going all right. It's going great. We finally wrangled great. everybody up to uh, kick this Woo. year off. Donald, you sound enthused, man. Man, they let the bad boy off the moon. You're off the moon. <laughs> I'm back. We but, figured because it's a special unplugged episode that we were going to yeah. have Donald come back or into a new area away from the moon, an acoustic room you're in now, right? You're unplugged. I had to, I had to sell all my space weed to You're get back, back home. You'll go back. And, I mean, if anyone has like an eighth or whatever, like hit me up. I mean... <laughs> Fair enough, but it's good to have you back for now, at least. Until we, until we send you back, until that album comes out, we figure, I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to go back. Right, we'll give you a little, a little R and R. This is your, uh, your <laughs> how's it going up there? It's been pretty rough, I bet, huh? Uh, no, it was pretty chill, man. I just listened to uh, Japanese whispers. <laughs> <laughs> Disintegration on cassette. Yeah. It's weird I actually listened to the new record because, like, oh, I was up there, like, f- two moon years to, like, okay. a regular Earth year, so. I didn't know I'm, time worked that way, I but that's yeah. cool. Yeah, you it got does. It. Yeah. It's the future on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, moon years versus uh, Earth years, I've, man. I guess I've never been up there, so I can't really call yeah. you out on that. But uh, <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. It, okay. Cool, but, cool. Um, is Australia still on fire, and is Donald Trump yeah, still our president? Yeah, down here on Earth, <laughs> it's taken about uh, four days for the whole new year to go to shit. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, Australia's on fire, and we're about yeah, to go to war. Yeah, we're deep in World War Three. Australia's yeah. on fire. The Cure's record's great. <laughs> but, uh... Well, better, but, well, well, you know, one out of three is a pretty good batting percentage in, in baseball. Yeah, whatever it takes, right? We gotta get this album. <laughs> shit. Well, but, uh... uh yeah, yeah, cool. moon years, man. Uh, yeah, we might be going with you to the back yeah, to the come, moon at this point. Come back. <laughs> it might be the only um, way out. So, uh, <laughs> was that Richard Branson? Was he a moon yeah, dude? He's, was he like the guy that did Vir- yeah. Virgin Airlines or whatever? Yeah, or didn't, am I just mixing it up with the flights? Or did, was he like one of the dudes, one of the like dudes trying yeah. to go to the moon and stuff for yeah. fun? It's or, like I think so. Yeah. Well, maybe they're still in with him because of the whole like wish stuff. It's yeah. like him, the Holy Hour podcast, but, yeah, Elon Musk, go. right? Yeah. So we're in. <laughs> 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 well, we're not going to the moon for this episode, my friends. Sorry. We're we're uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna get back to the old uh, Holy Hour time machine. We haven't done that in a while, so uh, we're gonna go a little back in time to a uh, much more peaceful era. <laughs> The MTV Unplugged Cure episode from 1991. But before we dive into that, I figured we'd even do a little, little reminiscent of, first off, MTV. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember that channel that played music videos they, on it? They have, Wait, they have, what? They have they MTV Classic music? now that, oh, I, yeah, that yeah. I watch quite often. Yeah. Like, if there's nothing to watch at night, I put that shit on and I'll watch like MTV, uh, you have it? MTV yeah. rap or uh, 
They usually have like, the, <laughs> the me- metal mayhem. And yeah, like occasionally house, we we'll stay at a hotel or a, or Airbnb because we don't have the good cable, I guess. But they have that, right? Because yeah. it used to be like VH1 Classic or something. Now I guess it's MTV Classic that actually yeah. shows videos. Yeah. Does um, the classic one play like 120 minutes and like alternate they, nation episodes? I, and shit? I have seen that. See, the thing is, when it first started, I was really excited about it because they played like a marathon of Beavis and Butthead. And that's pretty much oh, all I watched. Yeah. That's all I watched fuck. for basically a week. And then they, I think they had Daria and some other stuff. I would have called there. that a work. I still would have called <laughs> yeah, that a work. Yeah, like that would have yeah. been like. But now, yeah, now all they show is like these uh, video collection blocks of like an hour of like, like I said, like of uh, House of Pop, where it's all just pop okay. songs and. And then yeah. the 80s, and then they have a 90s one, but uh, they Does also... it repeat so much where you kind of know the patterns no. and shit? No, or, no. Okay. Um, Because there was some weird thing with, like, on demand, something my brother had, where it was an actual 120-minute show, but it was called, like, Best of 120 Minutes or something. Okay, I did, started, like... I did see a couple 120-minute episodes on there, um, yeah. and I think, what was that one metal show they had? With, Headbangers uh, Ball. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I saw a couple of those, but now it's just exclusively like these, those types of shows. They they did have a marathon of, the unplugged, episodes over New Year's. Uh-huh. So which was kind of cool. Yeah, I, like how yeah. rad would that be? Oh, just the air air one was so good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it is crazy. I mean, it's amazing that there's so many cool like. Yeah, you could do a whole channel where you just showed all the unplugs like on shuffle or something. Yeah. You know, like why not? That would be so cool. I don't know why I don't. It seems like there's got to be a demand enough for people to want to see music videos again. But well, I, I I think that so many TVs yeah. have uh, connection to YouTube now that you can just do that. But like as as we but... talked about today, like you the YouTube version of the unplugged session is terrible. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's like, awful. It's... And like, I think th- like I found like a terrible one like that I could watch them live, and I was like I can't like it sounds so bad. Yeah. And I just found like one that was like remastered and it didn't have <laughs> the video. Yeah, and I just listened to it and it like sounded great. Yeah, I mean but, yeah. At best, when we're talking about this actual cure performance of it, it's a weird. And we'll kind of get into the timeline of how it falls into a weird spot in all of unplugged history, even you know. But it's like. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's always somebody doing their best to, like, remaster it or put it in. You know what I mean? It's always kind of blown yeah. out a little visually yeah, or the sound is a little shitty and it's just, like, all chopped So it's doing, like, a good and, thing, you know, like, ripping yeah. the VHS or some shit. Like, that's probably a bunch of bullshit. I've never done it, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, it's totally it's a, a noble effort. But at the same time, yeah, it's tough. And that it explains, like, why it's cut at certain points, like, in, where the yeah. dialogue in between. Because yeah. we had the old VHS too. Too. I know everything he said in between on the actual aired one, but like half the time yeah. it's not even in there and stuff. And it's very strange, but, uh, I remember yeah. watching that VHS, like, oh, yeah. so I like, I had a VHS copy too, like I taped it off the TV or whatever, or probably got a copy from you. Mm-hmm. I just watched it. Fucking shit ton. Just like, man, this is like some behind the scenes shit. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like so good. It yeah. Was like, I'm, yeah, my VHS I still have of unplugged. It it got played so much that like it was like one of those VHS that had like a break in it and there's like a rattle. You don't even really know what's yeah. rattling <laughs> in it. <laughs> you <laughs> you gotta fix the tracking on it and everything. 
Yeah, oh yeah, every time. And like the plastic part was pushed down somehow. <laughs> like it was just like, it's like, it's terrible. It was like, but yeah. Uh, Grandpa, explain VHS tapes to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you drop them, you, you, if you drop them, you cringed as it fell to the floor. Oh, it's yeah. Like, no. It's like dropping a, your iPhone without a case now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so. it's like, that fucker's going to break. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of moving parts and plastic. <laughs> well, MTV aside, as far as the quick history of Unplugged, uh, it started in 89. It was like November 89, but basically it was 90 when it all yeah. season one of Un- Unplugged kicked off. And it wasn't like like a huge hit right off the bat. It was weird. And I feel like this kind of gets swept under the rug with history is that the season one of Unplugged mm-hmm. actually had a host that yeah. would be like a like a, a like a open mic night host almost and it was really weird and it was the first 13 episodes and it was a american singer songwriter jules Shear, which i remember mm-hmm. at the time being like who's this fucking dude and turns out looking him up he was like a songwriter dude he wrote like uh all through the night that cindy lopper song which is a badass song and yeah, um, it's a really and, good song and bangles um if she knew what she wants mm-hmm. that one's a good song you know i don't know if that still warrants you a gig like playing with all these legendary acts you know like where he had to jam with them too he wasn't just like the host he actually played with them <laughs> it was like some weird paul schaefer residue kind of thing or something but um <laughs> and it looked like most of the early episodes were like kind of like they would do half and half like it was like Sinead o'connor and the church and stuff like that and i didn't watch too many of the ones from that season i remember there was a Ten Thousand maniacs one that we recorded and watched it was like before like the big successful one so they had done it twice it was one where she had like a like choir with them and she was wearing these horrible like docker pants like pulled up real high and stuff and i remember she's ahead of the time yeah it was very very, (laughs) it was vh1 before vh1 even it was so like (laughs) what the fuck is this i remember just thinking like oh why would she wear those pants but um (laughs) so that was season one she (laughs) and uh yeah so no he there was a you know like squeeze and some other acts on the first season but then season two so yeah season two i guess according to my list anyway the cure kicked it off yeah before we even get into the actual cure episode it was weird because it was around season two where it seemed to like catch on more and like that was the same season that rem did i remember that being like a big one like for Time's Up, you know, where they did like It's the End of the World and all like that, yeah. where it's like a lot of really cool, where they kind of embraced the idea too. It wasn't just swapping out your electric guitar for an acoustic guitar, you know, and bands, <laughs> bands started really getting a little job. more creative with it. Yeah, there was like an MTV yeah. Raps one even, yeah. which at the time I remember fuck thinking yeah. like, what the fuck? But it's kind of cool because they were doing all dope. the beats and shit. Yeah, that was like the one with LL doing Yeah, that, that first episode was yeah, great. I remember that one. LL Cool J, yeah. uh, MC Light, uh, De La Soul, mm-hmm. and a Tribe yeah. Called Quest. Yeah, yeah, That's, they that's fucking, fucking slapped. awesome. So, yeah. But yeah, that season was like really like mixed with like college radio, mixed with like old yeah, it's old like school, Sting. like yeah, like Paul McCartney <laughs> and Winger, Elvis Costello, yeah, Elvis yeah, Costello, yeah. fucking Winger, Eric, yeah, Eric, Winger Eric. and Slaughter on the same episode. <laughs> oh god, Eric, that, is Eric that where they did the slow version of like, uh, who's the band that did Cherry Pie? Didn't they do like, 
That was uh, uh, Warrant. Yeah, that was Warrant. Warrant. Yeah. They did the, like a, a slow acoustic version of Cherry Pie. <laughs> yeah. It was just like. Uh, There's some girl smothering the yeah. It was like the uh. most awkward thing. And it's like all these like 80s metal bands like through the acoustic. It's like, ah, I don't know. Oh. It really translates. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, obviously it would blow up the following season more getting more into the one that Donald really cares about. The Eric Clapton episode kicked off oh, season three, um, winning about four, was it four to six million Grammys? I think that one, something like that. Oh, and, okay. uh, My fucking okay. mother listened to that fucking goddamn <laughs> Eric Clapton <laughs> unplugged shit, like the CD or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, I think it stopped for like two fucking years. Was, like, was that the episode? I know that fucking piece of shit inside and out, and I hate it. Like, <laughs> was that the episode yeah. he did the heaven song and like it won yeah, like everything? Yeah, tears in heaven. Okay, all right. I know That's what you're talking the, about now. Yeah. Yeah. So it won like God. a billion Grammys, and it was around this time too. It was like it blew up so big that pretty much like, and probably because of the success of Eric Clapton or whatever. From here on, it's like anybody that recorded it tended to also put it out as an album. Okay. And yep. So it's really sad that the Carol Lake was just like one season too late because yeah. you know it was almost like a given. Cause I'm that glad they didn't put it out. That would have been a ridiculous unplugged? record. That would have been great to be on a fucking CD. What? I love yeah. to have that as a live album. But, I think um, they would have done the whole the whole entire set. Yeah, the whole thing. It, it yeah. seemed like they got they got ripped ripped off because they didn't get. I mean, we'll get into it, but like that yeah. that set. It seemed like what was it a half hour. On TV, yeah, on they TV, just stripped but it like, down so much. The TV version's like scratching the surface almost, you know? It's yeah, like, but you, you know, it'd be great if it was on like CD because I want to hear those kazoos just in like the most pristine <laughs> fucking sound quality. Like, absolutely, man. All right, well, we'll get into your criticism of kazoos, kazoos later, but uh, um, but yeah, all these bands Boys the Men, Maria Caria, the Peril Jams. <laughs> Uh, Rod Stewart by season four, Ten Thousand Maniacs would come back. That's the one where they did like Because of the Night and <laughs> yeah. won about approximately ten thousand more Grammys. And then kicking it all off with the last episode of season four was Nirvana's, which of course at it's that point anyone that's on Unplugged is probably the a, biggest one ever. Just, yeah, I think of Nirvana and put it out as a CD or an album and yeah. and try to do whatever the hell Nirvana did in the same, you know, and I think at that point people were like embracing covers more on it and Well, I I know, really I, I just I, I'm a huge Nirvana fan just but like as far as that goes, like I remember waiting yeah. for that to come on and being kind of blown away that they didn't play their own music. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I hadn't seen every episode, so I don't really know. But I don't think very many other bands, like, the majority of their songs that they did w- weren't their own music. You yeah. know? So it was kind of, yeah, ball- it was a it was lot kind of, of ballsy to that. get up there. And then have, what, the Me Puppets come up on stage with them? Who, like, yeah. nobody fucking knew who they were unless you were, like, really into, you know, alternative yeah. music at the time. But, like, right. you're going on a national platform. And, and yeah. you just sold like a billion albums worldwide and you're just going to go up there and play cover songs. Like it could have been the biggest bomb in the world, but it turned out to be like one of the biggest records, biggest live records I, I think ever. Yeah. So kudos and, to and them. And at the time even I remember, yeah, like that was the most, I was like, whoa, my ears perked up. Yeah. Cause like the rock songs and stuff even had gotten so overplayed in that era. Yeah. And I remember like watching that unplugged being like, 
what's this fucking song? That's not on the album. Yeah. This is great. You know, and I was like, oh, shit, they got a whole new album's worth Because I didn't Had know any of the covers going. at the time. Yeah. Know, it I'm cool. It, it, it was very it's artsy tight. for what they were doing, what they were, yeah. you know, what they were. And then you have, like, Dave Grohl with the ponytail, like, trying not to play hard. And yeah, like, <laughs> yeah totally. Just watching the, that, that was like the Donald of, and of the world, like, cringing with having to use the uh, brush sticks. Yeah. Like, let him fucking run like a, a fucking stallion, you know? It's like, you can keep, keep him penned uh, up. It. But, like, I definitely, like, watched that in, like, his little, like, uh, little rod drumsticks you know yeah. little quiet ones so it's like a bunch yeah. of little rods so like i like after uh that i went and i did buy some and i immediately just destroyed them like <laughs> yeah. i remember getting hit by those while we were playing <laughs> we would play and donald would still be like just rocking out with them and i'd be getting hit with little pieces of wood <laughs> like little chunks of like drumsticks and stuff like Looking back, I mean, I don't remember too many from the previous season one of people doing like uh, variations on the songs and stuff so much. But I kind of credit The Cure for being one of the first bands of like changing up the instrumentation and stuff and not, like I said, just swapping out your electric guitar for an acoustic guitar. Because there is like a lot of levels of how you can embrace playing unplugged and making it cool yeah you know and even mocking the kazoos or whatever at the same time that's fucking rad because they really like were like well how are we gonna just not do this yeah it's yeah. just playing the same shit but unplugged you know and it's like I, I think that's really cool and a lot of bands took that and definitely ran with it whether they changed the songs you know like whole instrumentation and like the orchestration of it you know it's like you know, and I feel yeah. it's a bit unfortunate because they kind of that episode gets overlooked a lot. You know, so but um, so but, yeah. See, but like MTV Unplugged didn't like create the whole thing of like bands stripping down and goofing around like with. I don't. You know, no. I don't think but, they uh, did with but acoustic I, guitars. I, and, I think they made it yeah. more like popular and something that you would want to look out for. Like now, you have bands doing like you know unplugged unplugged or acoustic tours on albums that weren't made to be acoustic. Like I know that uh, Foo Fighters did that whole was skin and bones tour where they played all their mm-hmm. hits, like mm-hmm. just acoustic. Um, so, but I think, I think that they yeah. made it more of a popular thing to do. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it's the same way they didn't invent music videos, but they put it all together in a way that a mass audience could see it and be like, Oh cool. This is an outlet. You know, and I read somewhere where it is kind of cool, where it was a good outlet at that time in particular for, like, a band that's, like, especially, like, The Cure, because it's, like, a band that's, like, a full, like, you know, this is coming off of Disintegration as their last official album, but then doing something that showcases the songwriting, but still playing as a band. So you get to hear it, like, stripped down, you know, and I love that as a songwriter. Cause Just you a do song, kinda, like, see if it works in a different world. Like, yeah, format, you know, and it's... Like, a, yeah, it's, it is kind of cool just to sh- show, like, if you put limitations on things or just try it in a different format, you know, how, if the song still yeah. holds up. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, you know. And 
And you can, I felt like, that's why I felt like I was always kind of cheating when it was like Mariah Carey or something. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, your backing band is all just playing, you know, acoustic guitars, big deal. You know, you're still singing. That's not real. Like singing the shit, like the shit out of it. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, <laughs> she had a good voice. Yeah. But I mean, but, it doesn't yeah, really I know change. What you're saying. She doesn't really Look, sing it any different over an acoustic thing. She might sing it a little softer or something, though, yeah. you know, but it's just like, all right, come on, man. Like there's but, an Elton. Uh, John one too. It's just like oh, you're gonna play piano because it's technically yeah. You know, I mean, it's like okay, you know, it's cool. It's it sounds down. just like the record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. So. So, but uh, yeah, so that's MTV's angle. Um, you know, good on them. It blew up, like it or not. It definitely got stupid by the end. Did you know? You, um, did you guys like, like anything else that was done in the unplugged world, other than maybe the Nirvana or the? I always uh, just liked sure. it if I liked the band. I like, you know, like I was big into 10,000 Maniacs at the time, so I liked that album a lot and what they did with it, you know. Yeah. Um, the Neil Young one was cool just because I like his songs, but, you know, again, you know, it's not really that the go-to album. Um, Donald already told mm. me he was really into the Lenny Kravitz one. So yeah. Um, he got that one. Actually, uh, it was the limp, the Limpted Biscuit. Yeah, I don't know. But did did they ever it, do one? I know. I, I was, know. Corn did. I didn't totally see them all. Yeah, I hear Corn did one, but we'll get into yeah. that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Oasis one was actually yeah, that was one funny. of the bigger ones. Wherever too. you stand with Oasis, because like Liam didn't want to sing it or wasn't feeling well that day or whatever the story was, and yeah. he heckled him from the whatever the hell because Noel oh, sang him. Oh shit, that was too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh fuck you. <laughs> 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 That was probably the last gas of uh, <laughs> yeah. quality entertainment from that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 stand I remember the Dennis Leary one just because it was kind of uh-huh. weird for like a comedian to do it, like in a quote-unquote unplugged set. But uh, yeah, like I, I do remember Soul Asylum because that was when mm-hmm. uh, that Runaway Train song was big. And yeah, uh, I remember Pearl Jam just because Eddie Vedder wrote like, yeah, pro oh, yeah. pro life on his arm with like a yeah. sharpie or whatever. Those are all pretty early, so, like season. Three yeah, that was or season four, one, I think. I think so. so, oh wow, but yeah, 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 but yeah, I yeah, because they were on there before Nirvana. I remember them and like, Stone Temple Pilots were both on there for yeah. before Nirvana, which is kind of holy kind shit. of blows my mind. That... So and and, and yeah. Soul Asylum, so they kind of got late yeah. late on the you know yeah they could have probably done it a year before, but you know totally, but yeah, anyway. And it's still going. That's what's weird. Like it's very um, it's, definitely not anywhere yeah. around here. But like um, you know, they're you, still making that fucking yeah. show. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like two or wherever. It seems like it's more um, like foreign MTVs, um, where you know you just see wherever band. Like actually, Courtney Barnett just put out like a Australian mtv unplugged and it's an album Hell too, yeah. and it's fucking great. It's nice. really cool. I just listened to the album, and then trying to track down the video clips of it they're kind of gradually releasing them on youtube and stuff yeah. but uh yeah it's cool she has like you know paul kelly and stuff coming out singing with them and she does a great cover of like so long marianne the leonard cohen song at the end that's it's like it's just it's very like in the you know nirvana vein you know and she's just fucking crushes it and i'm like oh yeah that's why this was great you know it's like, so i think it's just whoever's doing it you know yeah, it looks coming like, through this list, it's like Miley Cyrus yeah. did one, and like the last one was Liam Gallagher. So, was in okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm there. 
they're out there somewhere. I don't know what they're coming out on or what, but yeah, it seems like they're doing like two a year or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just whoever feels like it, if they want to do one, maybe they let them do it or something. But, uh, all right, well, taking it back to January 24th, almost closing in on the anniversary of it, 1991. The reason why we're all here this evening, The Cure, record their episode of MTV's Unplugged in London. MTV Studios, some people cite it as a place called Limehouse TV Studios in England. <laughs> Whatever. First European recorded... It's made of lime. Yeah, it's all made of limes. <laughs> limestone. Oh, limestone, yeah. <laughs> Makes more sense than limes, I guess. Uh, uh, it's made first, of limes. <laughs> first European recorded episode, which was also um, a simulcast through Westwood One Radio Networks. Anyone what? know oh, what that wow. means? What the fuck does that even mean? This I don't know, like a... but it was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, West... Oh, I was going to say, Westwood One's got it. What, what was it? Like, Westwood One does, like, all the major, like, football games, like, over that simulcast okay. across the entire it's... country. So I assume that it's something that it was, it was on can... radio that went throughout the entire possible world if not across England, yeah. since it, was it in played England. in every football stadium something that, yeah <laughs> every pulpit. yeah well, yeah well, i meant i meant american yeah. football oh. not so at every Soccer, buffalo wild right wings across yeah, every bw yeah. <laughs> yeah. threes that had the cure unplugged <laughs> the night of damn and they're like uh, i like and all the all the patrons are like i like this lady yeah, yeah. Watching <laughs> rubbers. This old lady sounds nice. The bad fucker. The lineup. Ranch over here. Yo, Tim, check out this chick. This is one of those goth Stop. chicks. <laughs> one of them spooky girls. Looks good. That's how they do it in England. So the lineup, which would eventually become the official <laughs> Wish lineup, we're coming off the heels of uh, mixed up. Um, but it's Robert, Simon Gout, Boris, <laughs> Porl, Perry. So uh, the only variation from Disintegration Classic. is Roger isn't there, but Perry's officially in. And uh, perhaps uh, the first glimpse of Perry in action. I don't remember dwelling on this too much as a kid. Maybe I remember the Never Enough video, like him just rocking out on guitar to be enough, like whatever, he's in the band now, cool. But, um, but it is kind of cool because this is – this is like the first that thing of seeing like Perry playing with the band, I think. So it was kind of cool. Um, aside from like, yeah, like never enough in closing close to me video where they're underwater dancing around doesn't really count. So, um, so that's kind of cool. Um, other like initial highlights. Uh, it's prefer, uh, probably the first one that where they, like we said, they really embraced the unplugged music instruments, you know, choosing it up like, uh, toy pianos kazoos xylophones um yeah i love I, the xylophone bits save some shit yeah real cool really all the good. percussion tons of boris percussion stuff going on with shakers mm. and the bongos and maracas all That's kinds all of shit did. yeah weird sitting position yeah very awkward stuff that looked really <laughs> un- uncomfortable super chill everyone's sitting down <laughs> lots of pillows everywhere and candles really embracing simon it. dressed all in black so he blends yeah the he's just like oh really yeah he's, he's there, there. <laughs> <laughs> and his guitar's black too so you can't tell he's yeah. i'm with him man like i wouldn't have wanted to have been there we kind of wonder if he was just gonna like not it's like the most un 
like Simon standing out moment maybe ever where he did kind of just fade in, you know, you're just like, Oh yeah. yeah. I wonder if he was anti. Oh, you see his floating hands and a floating. Yeah. Head. Just kind of like, Oh, okay. I wonder if there was something to that where he was, but I, I listened anti- to that shit in like some remastered, like high def shit today. Mm-hmm. And his bass playing like really stood out of just like, yeah, they're like one of the few things holding it all together. Like, and yeah, yet, all of like, them did great with it. That's a... Yeah, I thought they. I thought it. I thought as a band, I thought that. I thought they kind of. I mean, what you're looking at and what they try to do, I think they all did pretty yeah. well. Yeah, um, I'll give them that. Yeah, because yeah, Boris was fucking killing it, and you could tell he was probably really into it because like the later stuff he would do, that Baba Car band and stuff was very like percussiony and stuff you can i think yeah. he was really into it if anybody was so i mean like you get like if he, if he took uh limp biscuit uh-huh. and put him in that and like the drummer had to like <laughs> like hold it down on like some bongos, on bongos. Yeah. and then like yeah. that little clicky clacky shaker on caterpillar is like chicka, 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 yeah chicka, yeah chicka, chicka. Like, like like keeping that shit steady is tough yeah. and like he did he did a good job I want to shit on it, well, but you're right. Like, they really held it down for like how yeah. awkward it was. Whatever like, weird avenue well, I mean, there was, in, they stuck to it at least, and yeah, and delivered it very well. What were you saying? Yeah. I mean, on the initial broadcast, it, it comes in with Boris on the bongos. Yeah. yeah. That's all you hear when it first comes in, and like that's the first thing you see, and you're just kind of like, Ooh, okay, all we're right, doing this. We're, we're, <laughs> this yeah. <laughs> it's candles. Has a weird haze yeah. to it, just the way it was shot. I think maybe just all the footage is so shitty. It looks like almost like yeah. the room or something. <laughs> You're waiting for some weird like Cinemax sex scene to break out or something. You know, but it's, that's just how things looked in '91. Yeah, or I think it really came more, out. <laughs> more guilty of the the you time. Would, I would expect it all being black, like kind of like black with like the candelabra yeah. like everywhere and like but it wasn't like that so it was kind of had like this like middle eastern kind of yeah. vibe to it with like them all sitting around and like like an opium spe- den expecting a drum circle to break out it is cool that it was so. early enough where the production wasn't like over the top by any means you know like it's like there's even like feedback during some of the songs and shit you know oh, <laughs> i yeah, mean it's just yeah, it's so fucking yeah. bare bones that it's great just to see like anything cure that stripped down it's like oh my god it's that's very like, raw that's probably the reason why they've never re-released it in anything just because they're kind of like oh but at the same time i think that's amazing because it's like i can see the point but i mean how cool because if they'd shot that now it would be like in like some awesome directed like black and white thing yeah. that would look amazing and it would sound so much tighter and everything but it would just sound overproduced yeah it would probably sound like the acoustic thing they did for the greatest hits thing you know which yeah. was you know kind of probably what they the whole reason why they did that because they liked the idea but wanted it to be tighter and stuff so it well even if they did it after wish came out and like even prior to the nirvana's uh appearance mm-hmm. like i could see it being a little bit more grandiose yeah. than than this was like this is like this seems like they just kind of threw it together yeah. and was well, <laughs> was like where do you want to sit uh, Pearl, and he's just like, eh, yeah. I'll just sit on the floor. Yeah, like Robert's like, I'm not even gonna stretch my legs out now. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. just like my in foot's and out. falling like, asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think a lot of that was, 
because like we're saying it was so early in MTV Unplugged era even you know that it was like no, it was just raw and unplugged yeah it was well I mean it wasn't a huge oh, thing yet. yeah <laughs> no it wasn't a, like a big deal yet you know like they probably were like this might not even air you know? it was like real world uh, season two <laughs> exactly so uh, <laughs> but uh, one thing I was thinking about today um, about the unplugged stuff was how could it have gone better um, and I was thinking, like, I've said this before, but just, like, the cure with, like, some orchestration and, like, it could yeah. have been a completely different set other than fucking kazoos and toy pianos. Like, like a fucking, qu- I don't know. like a choir. Uh, like, imagine yeah. that with uh. shit with a fucking choir and, like, a like a pump organ, you know, with your yeah. feet, you know, just like, yeah, shit, that's like, the kind of thing. I kind of see what you're see, saying, but like, it's they could have done some shit, but they're like, we'll get some pillows and some kazoos. And I think they just did what they wanted to do. Like, I don't think there was any pressure from MTV yeah, cause... or from oh, like, yeah. like, I think they just, I think they just kind of like that tiny piano. I and feel that's like what they, they just grab. They just grab that shit and just, yeah. just like, let's try this, you know. So, and that's why I think it like it, I could excels totally... in that. I think that's why it's fucking yeah. rad. Is but because that's, it, that's why I haven't listened to it in like twenty years. Yeah. Well, also, you know, it's just like. But that, I think that's why all the later ones, like with Oasis and stuff, they do have the fucking orchestra, and it's all so overdone. And I think that was kind of the eventual downfall of Unplugged was that everybody took it too fucking far where it was like yeah. now we're gonna bring in the whole fucking church choir and the the orchestra and we're gonna have everybody just like really you know it's like come on just yeah. get a fucking that's, and and that's what i loved uh, about this one is how like even though they're so dark or whatever with the image or they were so goofy with it you know like they're laughing through most yeah. of it almost yeah. and they're like the last band you would expect to be like giggling and busting out kazoos and shit which is like perfect fucking care throw the ball in the other direction kind of thing where it's like whoa what <laughs> you know they're like playing little ding 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 things on the like, toy pianos i think it's great you know that's what makes it fucking yeah. cool i think but but i see what you're saying it would have been epically sonically better if they could have like embraced a huge you know orchestra but i think i think but like with this and even like the nirvana one is that it would it seemed really intimate yeah like it was like very you know you could tell there were fans in the crowd and there were it was just it was something that was like they something that they wanted to do in the way that they wanted to do it and if it succeeded, it did. And if it didn't, they didn't really, it didn't seem like they really cared yeah. if it, if it didn't. And let's it make it just, look like a really shitey house party show. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just, it, it didn't like, Ugh. they didn't put this big weight on themselves to put it, put it like it's giant show yeah. on. They like made a pillow like, for you it. You know, 10,000 maniacs or anything like yeah, that yeah. or seal or anything like that, where you're going to have this big production thrown together where you're going to try to, you know, this is for your fans kind of thing. Because yeah. I don't think anybody's going to, like, tune into that to, like, want to watch it if you're not a yeah. fan. Like, it's not, it wasn't a cultural pop pop sensation at that point. Yeah. So Yeah, because it was I, I like kinda, a, I, it was like a glorified I, yeah. version of just playing the Tonight Show, or, you know what I mean? Like Jules Holland or something, yeah. you know, or it was like, this is a one-time thing, we'll do it, whatever. But you're not going to, like hire a whole orchestra or something for it in a later it would yeah. become that because it became so big but yeah that's why yeah it's, it's very authentic yeah. and that's one of the reasons why they I could like have it. had and like the clapton 
record. They could have. Like, if they took it seriously. <laughs> but they could have also been like, well, we have a new album coming out next year. Let's do it then to promote yeah. it. Yeah. And they didn't do it. So, I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know. I it, it All these points are kind of like positives to me. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, I mean, like, I like just that. Like, so I, I don't have a problem with this. And I like, I liked how there was feedback in it, and I like how Robert messed stuff up here. Yeah, and there. And like he's singing, so, like because the, the kazoos and the shitty little piano, like it kind of added charm to yeah. it. So yeah, we'll get into it with the specific but, yeah. songs, but the, just the kind of different approaches to the songs and stuff was cool. You know, so like many a, acoustic guitars on this one. Like <laughs> it's just sweet. yeah, there's there's no one, there's no extra guitar in the whole thing. But it counts there is an extra guitar cuz Robert Smith is just like slapping around that 12 string. He does that when he plays with the full band. Oh, he just like fucking shreds. And it's just like 12 a uh, 12 string acoustic is just like cacophonous. this like. Yeah. And then there's like a bunch of other dudes. No, just the one guitar banging banging around some acoustic <laughs> no, guitars no it is just it is just it's a lot of acoustic guitars Paul's the only other one that plays guitar through the whole thing what are you talking it's, about it, i'm just saying it gets a lot like to <laughs> me like people. <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> like it's like i'm like come on like stop strumming so much you know but for but, the We'll get into the actual songs that you can pick apart the the actual playing <laughs> of the band then. Um, but overall, yeah, they, they take a very lighthearted approach to it, but still play the songs very well, I think. Um, I think in hindsight, it's weird to not also address the um, bonus footage before we get into specific songs that comes out later on the play out VHS. And VHS thing's weird because... The timeline's odd with the history because this came out um, 91 uh, Mm -hmm. January, um, about a year before Wish. Play Out comes out after Wish is already out. But we had it as a pay-per-view thing that must have come out somewhere at the end of 91 maybe because we heard... pay-per-view money players. That's what's up. So we got it like... And I remember it was a big deal, and we've talked about this in the show in the past, but it was like this whole other thing. It was basically the play out thing, but um, we got to see a letter to Elise before the album came out. Because if, yeah. you got, if you got um, play out, it came out after Wish, so you had already heard it. And it but best. this was like a big deal because it was like a preview to that. And it also had Boys Don't Cry and based on various versions that we even talked about before recording this now on YouTube. There's like longer version of Play Out maybe out there. Um, it's hard to tell what the fuck's up with that. My VHS said it was 96 minutes long. Fuck. But there's like a two-hour version on YouTube, which I do feel like has some extra clips. And it had like just some yeah, of the other does. songs and stuff. I went through it before we came on and it does. it has all the extra clips on it uh and it's under the, the cure documentary rare yeah little things around the end of it but yeah so and I, that's probably just so they don't get it taken down <laughs> if yeah, you call it play likely, out or paper it's down everywhere yeah else, and it'll probably so, come down yeah. again in a week but it's kind of like an uh, orange where it's out there for like a week and then you get a different yeah. version um but yeah it's so fucking good i mean that's worth its own episode that, like but, the toy piano yeah it's the only time i condone it Oh, Just so you're anti toy piano before we even get in the song. Uh, I think but, this sounds it sounds so good on like Just Like Heaven and they, I'm a hundred percent 
four toy yeah, pianos. Yeah, like, is so it like the letter to least melody on the toy piano is the only good thing? The only the that came out of that toy piano. <laughs> nah, I love it. As far as play out, obviously check it out. That's worthy of its own episode. There's a great like uh, behind the scenes where they're getting their makeup done before they do the the two songs that we hear from it. And it's really yeah. odd. It gets almost spinal tap. You know, I think anytime you have like a British band <laughs> and you're filming them talking backstage, it becomes spinal tap, you know, or just like, and probably the reason why play out has never come out on DVD or whatever. I can mm. see them cringing at all this stuff, but it's so fucking cool for cure nerd fans to just get yeah. this like casual conversations of these guys. Like, I mean, just hearing, Coral or Simon talk for more than three sentences is like, oh my God, that's what he sounds like. You know, like you don't even know what their voice <laughs> sounds like, you know, for better and worse, you know, but um, it's fucking great. Like they sit down and they get their makeup done and like Pearl's just making small talk. It's like this Asian makeup lady just like going in these weird fucking conversations with them. Perry's kind of popping in and out talking about how he wants to shave, but he can't shave because he doesn't have a razor. And then he convinces her to ask Robert if he could borrow his razor. I, I can't talk to him directly. <laughs> walk, yeah, and it was just like they walk down. She's like, can you borrow your razor? And he's like, what? Yeah, sure. And then he's buzzing his face. While that's happening, Robert goes and gets his makeup done. She starts telling him some fucking whacked out story that I can't quite understand because the audio is so shitty and low that she's talking about somebody who got their arm chopped off i believe and it's like mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then it gets the guy so, from Def Leppard? So, yeah, maybe it's about Def Leppard. <laughs> um, <laughs> i do feel like she said it was somebody that was torn with somebody but then she says and it gets sewed back on it and it's Leppard. like it works and like the whole time he's like got like that classic like robert look on his face he's like what the fuck are you talking about and he's like his arm is he's like are you making this up you know and he's just like he's not calling her out but you can tell he's just like what are you talking about and then he's like what does this have to do with anything who are we even talking about and she's like so and so and it takes like four tries to get back to the I just loved watching that as do, a kid. Do her accent, Gavin. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was great. Come on. It won't be racist no. or typical. Oh, let's hear it. No. <laughs> I only do robot. Um, I'll only do white European. Yeah, I only do your, I'll offend all of the uh, British-speaking people out there. But no Asians. Sorry. <laughs> That's your territory, Donald. <laughs> we, we can't do Robert Smith's accent anymore. We can't do British accents on the podcast. Simon really keeps trying hard to goof on George Michael. He keeps calling him Michael George, and they're just wanting to bash on George Michael for the whole fucking thing. It's like borderline picking on him, you know? It's just like, they're like, make me look like Michael George when he's got stubble and stuff. And <laughs> so. It's hilarious. You should check like it out. Um, yeah. Uh, the only other side notes is Robert, like we had mentioned in past episodes, is thumbing through the song words book before they literally walk on stage. And then he takes it with him. I'd forgotten that he actually takes it with him. And he's like reading the lyrics or looking at it before they play. He should have just um, brought the lyrics for like the blood. Like when's the last time they? Yeah, I think it's the blood. Shit, he, like... he he says it real fast, but I couldn't hear what. I'm sure it's the blood. Like maybe caterpillar, but probably the blood. But uh, yeah, it's probably so, those two. So they take that out. Um, 
yeah, and the version we wa- watched on, on YouTube now had If Only Tonight We Could Sleep. We'll get into that with the track listing, too. So, that. yeah, that was like, because okay. that was only in the credits of the actual aired one. So, yeah. so let's do it. Let's do the track by track. Are you ready, man? Yeah. Um, so, even the track by track before we dive in is controversial in the sense that. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I'm seeing that. <laughs> yeah, it, I guess before whatever the track listing was, I think it's great song selection because they didn't just do in between days greatest hits, you know, like you yeah. know, they really did by picking songs like The Blood and Caterpillar and stuff. Like at that point in particular, too, like Caterpillar hadn't been played hardly at all, I think, you know, it'd been a while, I think, since that was any set list. Definitely not The Blood. You know, and the idea of going with like the walk and let's go to bed for an acoustic set is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So in great care fashion, and this is coming off the heels of, uh, uh, right after mixed up. It was so, mixed I mean, up because there's like mixed up font. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty uh, crazy yeah. when you think about mm-hmm. it. Even the idea of how much shit people gave them for going. What are you just doing like dance mixes for everything now after disintegration and like so then here they are like Boris is on bongos yeah then we got fucking bongos you don't get any more stripped down and maybe that was even a reason for doing it was to kind of deflect some of the hostile (laughs) vibes from mixed (laughs) up so who knows but uh, but um yeah the actual set list of course it had to be more than those six songs or whatever you know that was the part that always drove me crazy and I think in all cure like folklore legend of like what were the other songs because there's no like you know like official set list there was a rumored one apparently i got onto some like rabbit hole and chain of flowers of like apparently the rumored oh yeah did you see that that yeah it's like apparently and it doesn't vary too much from the real one but they had it in different order uh but it was like lullaby which wasn't on the show just like heaven let's go to bed if only tonight we could sleep, which was the credits of the show. Caterpillar, they had in your house is one that never got That'd heard. That's so good. Uh, the walk, letter to Elise, blood, and then the, the big controversial one is um, time has told me the Nick Drake song apparently was covered, and what? nobody has any uh, fucking what? clue of it or what like, Nick Drake song. Uh, time has told me. So an M apparently was done in Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, but what? then somebody I can't find M. What's it? But I I heard Lullaby and I, yeah, I lullabies the Lullaby is in there video. for sure. And I heard Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, both of those have definitely been. But I didn't see M. Yeah, no. M and both of those and this would actually come up to be kind of bullshit I think because somebody kind of convinced me further down the thread. Somebody said they were the green shirted girl at the fucking thing playing the kazoo. She was like, "I'm the girl in the green sweater playing." Because on the walk when they hand out kazoos, there's like three people actually yeah. playing with them from the crowd. She's like, "Yeah, I was there," and. That they never played play the Nick Drake song. I played Kazoo on the walk, and they never played Nick Drake, and they never played M. But in your house, apparently, okay, did okay. get played. So yeah, and apparently, people were attacked or on the thread. They're like, "Fuck you, you weren't there." It's <laughs> just like, what? I, why would I make this they up? Chill out, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I believed her. I was convinced. So I don't know. <laughs> Take it as you will. But I, I took her yeah. side. Because um, she said she had a recording of it even that like, Robert hooked her up with because they knew him and stuff. So it was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So she had it as basically what is out there. She had Let's Go to Bed in Your House is the only weird one because nobody's ever heard a recording of that from it. That's the only mystery yeah. one. 
Um, Lullaby wasn't on the show, but it would re- later reappear. I feel like the next like hour even, I saw it. They played it as an extra track on 120 Minutes because I had yeah. it recorded. Um, the Blood, Just Like Heaven, If Only Tonight We Could Sleep, Caterpillar, Boys Don't Cry, Letter to Elise, and In the Walk. So that kind of adds up, I think. So that's why I believed her story because that set list seemed like the most proper where it opened with Let's Get a Bed and ended with The Walk. Um, so yeah, let's take that track listing. You ready? Anything on top of that? Did you hear any weird con- uh, contrasting set list for that, Chaz? No, but we should act out that uh, that thread on. Yeah, uh, maybe. Flowers. <laughs> <We should. laughs> and like all of us should do different. We should, yeah, yeah. It. Like God, people. Uh, yeah, kind of like that. They're all like, "How do you know?" It's like they just got so hostile. Like, I was fucking like, there. That's how I know. You asshole. Like, Prove it. God, I hate when people are like that. <laughs> like, were you there? there? No, blood you sample. <laughs> It's like Jesus. That's the internet. Anyway. Right? Yep. Goddamn internet. True. So track by track, if we take hers, we're. we're we're just going to go full with whoever she was. I forgot to write her name down. <laughs> Green, shirt. Green shirt girl. Track listing. Let's go to bed. Like you said, it opens with that great bongo work from Boris. Does she still have that kazoo? That's what I want to know. Ooh. I would keep that thing forever. Yeah. But that's just me. All right. If somehow she's listening out there. Please chime in. We gotta track. I'm gonna track her we're, down. We're we're following your set list here, so uh, we we believe in you. And your kazoo. We believe in you and your kazoo. In your kazoo. <laughs> so, uh, let's go to bed. How do you feel about this one, guys? I think it's pretty rad because it's a synth. It was pop. the dumbest. Like, <laughs> why pick like a Let's Go to Bed that has like skip. Like it's like it's 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 like a dancing. I like it. It's great. It's like a fucking dancing. <laughs> it's like a dancing song. Uh-huh. It's like there's like a billion other songs that they, they could have picked that would like if you're gonna do it like unplugged that would have mm. translated a little better but it's like let's they they could have done the love cats and i thought it would have come choose. out pretty rad yeah. but i mean I, yeah. I, I do like we'll save a portion I of songs like they this. didn't choose but why do you think right. this wouldn't it's translate like, i think this one's this great one? it one, it translates it great. It sounds great. Yeah, it sounds bongos. fucking awesome. Oh Two, man, the bongos, the bongos on that awesome. one. Oh man, I was dancing around my house. Psych. It was bongos. <laughs> not. Was it just because you don't like bongos? I mean, whatever. But no, I mean, don't you? It's not a bongo song. Well, yeah. Well, that's the idea. They're challenging they themselves. They're not... doing something different with it. Like, obviously, if they just played like love song, it'd be like, oh great, everyone's. You excited. sound like an MTV exec. You sound like a Talking dick. Me into... <laughs> 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 What's the problem with doing a song that's different, but you're doing it with bonga? Uh, just didn't. I don't know. That one just didn't hit with me. Like... Okay. What would have been a better bongo song then? If they're going to use them on every song anyway. God damn. I didn't even think about that. Maybe some shit off of the uh, disintegration or something, like, with some Tom shit and you just replace it with bongos instead of, like, a disco beat. Well, I think the idea is to do a fun one, too. You can't just do, like, hey. all If Only Tonight We Could they Sleep. They should have done 100 Oh, like that Eric bongos. Clapton one yeah, where yeah, he, like, <laughs> sang about his dead kid. That fun one. <laughs> no, but <laughs> what do you mean? You want them to cover Tears in Heaven? <laughs> they they should have Yeah, maybe tears. they should have done it. <laughs> Fucking... but, but pepped it up a little bit. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right, well, you know, that's fine. I, I think Let's Go to Bed is 
I think it's a perfect way to open it up. <laughs> like, on the broadcast. Yeah. Like, it, was that the first song they started with, I though? I think so. Uh, it, like I said, okay. this thing's so chopped up, it's fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, I can Who never knows, get, like, the but... right order, but if we're going by this set list, yeah. I think it's a good it's a good way to go back in your in your catalog. Yeah. And it was definitely and the first one the show it. opened with, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, they could have gone with something easy. They could have gone with, like, Love Song or... Something that just came out like on on yeah even pictures of you or something yeah, yeah I mean it's crazy that that yeah, wasn't like they could have just but. yeah they could have done the obvious shit like like I said with like Nirvana and that's mm-hmm. why they could have done the clapping. obvious shit and yeah but <laughs> nobody's Eric Clapton nah, so, yeah. so, so but like I I think it's a good way to bring in bring in older fans yeah and to show newer fans what songs they've done in the past and they can look up and and get into look up the good way. versions of these <laughs> well Come didn't on. you say yes. that you like the xylophones <laughs> earlier and this is like fucking prime xylophone was all in this song which one did you like the xylophones <laughs> on <clears throat> sorry there's like a later one where they're like uh someone was shredding the xylophone yeah it's this one I'll give it that. The Xiphone <laughs> was really good in that. All right, but just the bongos you didn't like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the bongos, like, just really distracted me. What else was he going to do? A fucking egg shaker? Like, if you're getting acoustic, like, just get, like, a big concert bass drum and be like, push, push, but, like... Yeah, but that's so close to... You can't just bang on a concert bass drum for yeah, the Yeah, you can. Or for Let's Go to Bed? That would sound horrible. It's like a dancey piece. How can you like, not have a bongo drum? Boom, boom. Uh, it's better. It's better to have like a boom, boom. Just like let's go. Then like like. When we get Boris on the show, you could discuss that with him. Seems like he has what the best choice for the bongos. Really took me out of this whole thing. Boris, why didn't you use some Congress <laughs> yeah. on that, man? Concert drums. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. I think, so that's two. I think Chaz was four and I'm four that one. Donald definitely not. So fair enough. Donald, you crack me up. I love you, man. <laughs> well, here's a weird one coming in. Number two, huge single. Obviously, they were going to play this one just like Heaven. And I feel a little ashamed that I didn't quite catch on this whole like uh, rendition of it. This one, I think, may have... Been the one Don was referring to. 12 string ovation in full bloom. Going yeah. out. Robert's just thr- strumming his ass off. God damn. Coral's doing yeah. the lead. Did you guys catch that like there's no drum and bass on this? Like No, I didn't. Yeah, know. it's really weird because the oh, production's go so shitty. Yeah. The drum the drum and bass come in at the very end of the first chorus. Play only through the toy piano solo which would be like the piano solo oh, shit. yeah and then they cut out for the third verse so it's basically just a robert solo acoustic song with Pearl playing the lead part and the toy piano in the background so it's really weird because it's like you never hear the cure doing that and it's pretty much the only one on this whole set where they really rearrange the song as far as like oh. who's playing when and what i was just like, i don't i don't blame simon for dipping out like i don't think it was a <laughs> He's like, I, I don't want to play anymore. unplugged. <laughs> so. I kind of like it. He's probably like, oh, man. Boris is just like, I'm not playing bongos anymore. I'll <laughs> play him on the chorus. He does. This one yeah, chorus. Does. For the whole rest of the set. I'm sure it wasn't uh, artistic 
protest. I'm just saying that one song is just like bloop bloop bloop. No, they just worked up a different way to play the song, and it was. <laughs> but uh, I think it works good. I mean, it's cool that you never hear like Robert do like an almost solo acoustic song. So that's a weird song to choose yeah. it on. But I kind of thought maybe they're thinking of different ways to change it up from like Boys Don't Cry or something like that. You know, where they didn't want to just do the same thing through the whole thing. Yeah. So works pretty good. I want to steal that idea. Yeah, for I think pretty... it's a pretty good version. I mean, it's not my favorite version of that song. But... Yeah. I, I, I still I, I like the actual recorded acoustic version of it more. Yeah. I, I yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I I it's I think it's the biggest hit that they played on that. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Aside from like Boys yeah. Don't Cry as yeah. far as hits that aren't hits, but yeah, yeah, like M or whatever. That's <laughs> that's my favorite one on that one. The one that didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on there. Uh, the next one, they get kooky again for Caterpillar, which is awesome. Like I said, I think it was pretty rare to, that they would play that in any form at yeah. this point um, in the timeline. So it was kind of cool. It has uh-huh. a little the little pre-playing where he makes a joke of saying, I've been taking violin lessons. And then, yep. And then uh, yeah. he just scratches the violin, basically. But, uh, and they started off a little jazzy on it, like um, as jazzy as that song is, like just the way that it has like the little rambly bloom, 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 piano kind of thing, where you kind of roll yeah. down the piano with the rolls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Caterpillar fan, but I love this version of the song. Me too. I think it's really play, really playful. And yeah. Uh, uh, I I think it's I don't know like like I've no I've said it before but it's very intimate and I I, I like yeah it, so. I love this one too this yeah. is huge I'm not at this one even with the bongos I'm not mad at this one cool he nails the flick of flickers at the end yeah. yeah so maybe this is where you would lean more instead away stay away from like the synth poppy stuff and you know stuff from like the top yeah. caters well to this. Yes. You know, a bit more, you know, where it's like, uh, I th- this is a perfect bongo song. Yeah. Though, you're going to pick one. You know, because they're in there already. But I'll give yeah, them that. that. Um, the Blood is another great choice because oh. it's rare. And, yeah. um, weird fucking song to put on TV, though. Yeah. Goddamn. Like, strange like for all choice. Yeah. Like, the... I don't understand why they didn't put Lullaby. Yeah. Just coming off of you know uh, of disintegration, I don't understand why they put. Not, I'm not complaining because I love that song. Yeah, I, just yeah. don't, I just don't understand why MTV would the, would say the kids are gonna, gonna put, love it. We're, we're gonna put the song that like ten people have heard <laughs> right. on here. Yeah, that yeah. everybody probably skipped over. Yeah, to, not winning to, any to, new fans yeah. with that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and let's put Lullaby, one of their biggest hits, off their last album. That would it probably kind of work in that take. format. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. That's weird. But I, I, I love that. Like I, I was just watching it again today, and I was like, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And if you're ever gonna do what? something like this, you have to dig it up. I mean, that's like yeah. the perfect choice. When you have a twelve string, he doesn't play a twelve string on this one. God damn! There's so much fucking <laughs> acoustic strumming in that fucking song, man. On the blood. Very on un- oh, the yeah, blood. Yeah. Like. Robert plays a classical guitar. Poro plays just a regular. I'm like, chill, guys. Um, no 12 strings. 
Together, there's 12 because there's two six strings. It sounds, <laughs> <laughs> it don't get into like the math. But, don't get know. into the math. We're good. Um, I, I actually have to retract my statement because the fact that he made that, <laughs> it sounded like a fucking 12 string and it was a six string. Yeah. Got to give him that. Yeah, that's man. Fucking that's, a, that's that Robert Strum, that classic Robert Strum. <laughs> I love that he introduces it as a song from the top. I even double checked it because this has been spliced up so much. I was like, well, maybe that was just like a pre-song introduction before Caterpillar that got misplaced. But um, it's it's full on before this one. He's like, which always made sense. The blood did sound like the one song that could have been on the top still. But uh, (laughs) he goes, this is a song from the top. We don't do it very often. Maybe I hope you don't see why. I think is what he says, but. Um, Boys Don't Cry would come up next. This is a definitive version of Boys Don't Cry. (laughs) First time actually hearing him sing it kind of lower registered, sedated, super sad, which had almost become kind of the way he sings it a lot nowadays where he doesn't really belt it out the way he used to. But um, I loved it at the time. I think this is like saddest version of Boys Don't Cry maybe ever. So um, I'm down with it. Um, I, think it I just thought good. it was kind of pre- predictable. It didn't go the rest of the the same path that the rest of the set kind of went. Yeah. So, but I understand it. But it was uh, it's a great song. But, I do remember yeah. as a yeah. kid like being hit hard by that like slower, sadder interpretation I, of the vocals yeah. that it, like okay it was the first time because yeah I was I get just, you on that yeah it was weird because it was always like just a cool rock song before as a kid even though I know it's technically a sad song but I was like it never came off that way until I heard this version I was like oh yeah this is like fucking sad song you know <laughs> like, for some reason like even though it's like so lyrically sad or whatever but it was like always just such a fun cool rock song to me and I was like yeah man I like that slower, like, yeah, like a little more impassioned or whatever, um, ver- like vocal stylings and it's a little chilled out, lower register, but those bongos fuck me up the whole time. You're just anti bongo though. I mean, it wouldn't matter I, if I like bongos in the right situation, man. Don't get me wrong. Do you? But. But in a slow version of <laughs> I remember battling cry, with you, you know, over like, this like years ago. We're like, let's God. get some shit so we can play some like quieter venues and shit. And you're like, I'm not buying any fucking bongos. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You've always been pretty anti bongo. I think. Um, um, whilst <laughs> I do have some bongos and hand drums and shit around my house, like, you have them at your house. Yeah, I'm not doing it live, man. That's some private. Get them, man. <laughs> That's some private shit. <laughs> I do. I, I do that by myself. Doing peyote and out in the <laughs> desert kind of shit. All right. I make sure the wife's out of the house and like. <laughs> I was trying to make sense your of your madness, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey over here, fucking. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> So, yeah, the last one on the actual show was the walk, the big finale. They hand out the kazoos. Any kind of uh, fun? Donald is going to be anti right from the get-go, I'm sure. So. <laughs> so, wait a minute. This band's having fun? I know. Um, fuck them. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's great. This version's fucking nuts. But why not, you know? I think it's a great way to do the synth line and... Uh, 
not take it too seriously. Again, the Xylophones are cool. Good way to end it. Like I said, I think it is that push and pull of like, do you want to do a poppy one? You don't Mm -hmm. want to just do all, obviously, yeah, in my ideal world, like acoustic funeral party would have been fucking rad. Yeah, sure, go for it. But, you know, come on. (laughs) They're not going to do that. Let's get some kazoos. Peak of their fame. What are they going to just bum everybody out for six songs and unplugged, you know? So so they made it fun. And uh, I think they pulled it off. I was down with this one. It's a little listen goofy to your, sure. Listen to yourself. I am. I hear myself. Just like, loud. let's get some quizzes. When, when <laughs> is it ever a good idea to like, hey, let's get a bunch of kazoos? I think a good time for a kazoo performance is that one time on MTV in 1991 when there was a TV show <laughs> that we all saw once and put on VHS and it never got re-released ever again. So, yeah, it's a great fucking time to do it. I don't think it redefined their career by any means, and I don't think they had to worry about it ever since leaving that studio. And they've never done it ever since, so it was a one-off great moment. <laughs> so, yeah, that I was the one time. <laughs> if they had done it every tour since then, yes, I'd be like, all right, let's get the fucking like, kazoos around. Drop the kazoos, guys. Like, yeah. It's getting silly. They got it was all... dumb as shit when we did it in 91, but... Let's keep doing this forever And then yeah I'd be totally on board But I think that they just Put down their guard a bit And did something a bit goofier Especially from this band You don't get to see that much So, But you know Yeah it's not my go to version of the walk By any means So you know it's kind of like a remix So, Did it totally disgust you Chaz how are you on this Oh, I'm fine. I'm just going through all the famous songs with kazoo kazoo. <laughs> we got Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, well, Weird Al Yankovic on yeah. "Smells Like Nirvana." He gets a pass. Uh, Blind Melon, <laughs> Queen, right? Uh, another Pink Floyd song, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Paul McCartney. So y- you're you're in pretty good. You're company. in the wrong territory. Yeah. <laughs> Um, outtakes. The most obvious outtake was Lullaby that got out pretty quick. Like I said, I kind of remember that being even like MTV Unplug aired and I watched it, recorded it, and then 120 minutes came on right after it. And then like Dave Kendall was like, and now to kick off 120 minutes, an exclusive outtake from it, you know, and it was like the first. So it was like, okay. So I just added it right real quick at the end. Um, but Lullaby. Only song from Disintegration, which is weird in hindsight yeah. of like, you know, fucking how huge Disintegration was and stuff. You would think they would just be like all the singles, you know, like Fascination oh. Street acoustic you know, and stuff like that. But uh, Lullaby, you know, if anything, too safe because it's it just catered to it too well where it was like really cool. But yeah, I can't believe it wasn't on the actual show it would have yeah. been better than a bunch of other ones i'm I'm just surprised they didn't put it in instead of like the blood so. yeah but right? i i think it, yeah i think it's a great version i, yeah. I still love it um so. if only tonight we could sleep was during the credits of that and like i said Fuck later yeah. would appear in some versions of play out really cool smart one that's to what do. i'm saying like i know you're not that big of a fan of a song the song chess in hate general. that song still hate it, yeah. jesus yeah. Chaz, why that song's so good i was just like the whole 
think should have been like you don't like kazoos or bongos i don't know how we're having this discussion about my taste (laughs) but he loves middle eastern vibed songs (laughs) oh but they slayed it and like it was such a disrespect to like his doing the credits like i'm glad they Uh, they tossed it in on the credits but it's like come on like yeah i know they shouldn't have just not played it at all right well, they should have played it and freaked everyone out, man. You're saying they should have opened with that? That's why they played the blood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I felt bad. I, uh, My sister and brother-in-law, music experts, <laughs> I sent them a picture of what Perry's playing. I'm like, what is this musical uh Middle Eastern version of whatever he's playing. And they're like, I'm pretty sure it's just a recorder. <laughs> it's just a recorder <laughs> with like a long, like mouthpiece that's very like hookah esque or something. I was like, oh, this has got to be some exotic. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, like, is this a really long kazoo? <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this like, like a yeah, giant, it's a really long it's recorder. Just, just a really, really long recorder, <laughs> and it's great on play out. That's what. Perry's walking around just playing, being annoying as fuck, like walking in from the makeup. He's like, no, 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 no. But, um, I got a fresh shave. Yeah. They weren't taking it seriously at all, man. I feel like they really didn't take it seriously. They're just like, all right, MTV, where's your money? What do we but do? Isn't that awesome? I mean, like. I can't believe that you're mad that they didn't take it more seriously. That's like everything that you're about. You should have loved that they were just like fucking goofing the whole time. If you wanted something serious, just listen to the acoustic hits thing. Yeah. That's what what you got. I I prefer this a little bit more. You kind of swayed me a little bit with that logic, Gavin. I must say, like, (laughs) it was just someone just being a dipshit. Like, all right. Like, like, bucking the system. Like, (laughs) you're just like. Like art, MTV, whatever. So the last outtake, we've been saving all our love for a letter to Elise. The first time ever heard for pay-per-view viewers, maybe. But then later, maybe it was in hindsight on play out, uh, was the uh, original version on this unplugged performance. It was the first time we heard letter to Elise, and I just fell in love with it right off the bat. I felt like God it was... damn. That shit fucked me up. That changed, yeah. like... That changed yeah. all kinds of shit for me. Like, that was so good. I cherish I think, that memory of just hearing it for the first time and, like, before the thing came in. Yeah. I remember just be, being in that moment of, like, coming out of disintegration as a kid and then, like, mixed up. I knew wasn't the next thing. But then, like, yeah, the first glimpse of what Wish was going to be, and then you hear this, I'm like, oh, God. This is like, Like, this is going to be the best. Part two, you know, I was just like, oh, my God, this is perfect. And, like, they're still fucking pushing out fucking hits. Like, I just remember, like, the, the, like, passion in that performance, too. It's really weird because, like, like, when you're, like, recording and writing your own stuff, even, I feel like a lot of times you hear. People always say, and you hear about, even when you're reading about bands, like capturing the song in its earliest form before it gets yeah. to whatever, you know? and like Just hitting that gold, hitting that like essence of it. Like, yeah. I feel like this might be one of like the most sincere interpretations of that, if there ever is one. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but like that idea of capturing the song 
something was weird about this where they're on their toes a bit because it wasn't finished. He was making up lyrics by the third verse, which I still feel is arguably some of the like better alt lyrics were yeah, in that totally. one. You know, there's a there's a couple of really great lines that are like they probably, were taking it fucking seriously. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, I think there's a lot to that, yeah, where it was just like, it was just like that passion level, I mean, when a song is new, there is no n- denying, yeah, everything was fresh, and he's trying to nail it, and, and, and the passion level's through the roof, you know, and it's just, I feel like it comes through in that performance in particular, just so totally. chill, and so, like, totally. Like and you know the recording is perfect too you know in like a studio way but like this just really fucking was like all right if somebody was playing me this as an actual demo of something you're gonna record I would be like here's every sense I have make it work you <laughs> you're know? signed like, I'm you're sold yeah signed. like if that was <laughs> that dude in the suit you know then that was fucking sold I can't believe it wasn't even the first single after here's how a well suitcase of cocaine yeah, was like, <laughs> yeah yeah I was like here's a million dollars and tons of cocaine keep keep doing whatever you're doing but uh yeah and uh it. this is the only song you can use the uh toy piano on. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Producer Donald says yeah. it's the only toy piano. But yeah, I feel like the toy piano works perfect oh, in this one for beautiful. sure. Almost to the point where I was disappointed when it wasn't on Wish, you know? Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure That's it is in there somewhere, probably pulled yeah. down in the mix. But, uh, but uh, I, I, I'm I seriously bummed that it's not in the, the, the recording of it. Yeah. So I, it's I, like, I why would you I think not? it's perfect. Yeah, oh, it's the best. So, this is the so best thing I, from it. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, I I do agree with that. I think it's the best thing out of this whole whole thing. Um, and I just think that uh, I think it's one of the best versions of that song I've heard. Yeah, like even even the studio recording. I did, there's something about that song that's so sincere, mm-hmm. and and just the way they play it is is perfect. And it's kind of ballsy to do that. You're still like a year away from releasing this album yeah and they decide to put this at, put, do this song and it's not even what, done what yet. could yeah what what could be you know broadcasted everywhere in the world and you're just kind of like for mtv yeah. and you're like putting a song that's not complete <laughs> especially you know? knowing so, their history for how little they do that is very rare yeah. you know like oh my god yeah. that's but that one felt so special though yeah like, that was like, <clears throat> i really held that shit close like I put that on like mixtapes, like, yeah. like <laughs> that was on like thirty mixtapes, like. Yep. And we kind of laugh a lot of times, like between going back between this and like remixes and stuff. How like my defense of all those is like, well, that's never the go-to version. You never like put on the mixed-up version of Walk or the unplugged version, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's cool just to have another version, but it's never, like, the idea isn't that it's replacing the original. But yep. this one is one that often, like you're saying, for mixtapes or something, like, I do kind of hesitate for a split second because a lot of times I might throw that one on instead. The Letter to Elise Unplugged is, like, yeah. arguably my go-to version, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's sweet. The only thing really hold, ever holding it back is the fact that it's shittier quality, you know? Yeah. Like, it, if it was, like, put out on a album, like a mastered kind of remixed kind of deal, it would definitely, I think, probably be 
like an sure eighty dollar box set. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> We're to that point, right? You know, so, let's do the uh, eighty dollar box set. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's a good way to merge into the in closing. Uh, I think it is a a very cool performance, and like I said, coming out of the idea of that throwing another direction into the mix of like what's the cure going to do next as they're always really good at that coming out of disintegration they put out mixed up which is all like you know electronic remixes then you do an unplugged thing that's pretty fucking clever you know and it's it's pretty cool i've been wanting to say like it's so trite but it's like it the yin and yang yeah, yeah, it really yeah, is. Like, I really didn't want to say that. It's like a yin-yang uh, tramp stamp. Yeah. It's the very 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's what the 90s and was all about, right? In there. <laughs> no fear. Yeah. Right. You're gonna get a, if you're going to get an electronic yin and an acoustic yang above your ass, <laughs> the 90s was the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know as a kid, I never had any <laughs> desire to own an acoustic guitar until I saw this. I was like, right. I was like, yeah, it, nothing acoustic ever appealed to me until I saw like, this. So I was like, and like, unfortunately, that's why I bought an uh, Ovation acoustic guitar, which aren't really my favorites. I don't know why Robert was his go-to around. for so long. But, uh, but yo, like the the. Like the drumsticks that like uh, Nirvana's drummer used, like those little yeah. rods, like the sails from like brush sticks oh, and yeah, they rods must have been through the roof, fucking <laughs> through the roof when these records came. And, and like acoustic guitars and shit, like step out, yeah. Um, I do, but I do. You know, it's stupid to even say. I really wish this was on a reissued list. There's so many yeah. other billion fucking things that obviously probably it almost is so defeated to want this to come out on any kind of remastered issue re-release because it's like, uh, yeah, I would rather have in orange. I'd rather have this. <laughs> I'd rather have the you know, but a wish you know. But at the same time, it's like this should be on something. Jesus, you know, like how could this not be on something other than like a shitty YouTube clip floating around? On the internet, you know, I mean, I feel like right. it's so cool, yeah. and it's such a great, just time capsule in a sense too, you know. It's like, well, just because the quality's so bad. Uh huh. Yeah, Spin put out a a list of uh, an article with a list of performances that should be released on vinyl with mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the MTV Unplugged series, along with. It was the Cure, Hole, the Cranberries, Oasis, and a couple other bands. There was only okay. ten of them. So, so those those were they, ones that never yeah. have been released on like an yeah. album of any sort. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they should be released. So yeah. yeah. Well, in Great Empire Strikes Back fashion, we want to leave you guys on a very dark note. Um, <laughs> the Cure did return to the unplugged world in uh, 2006 to join all our favorite bands, Corn. <laughs> To mash up the um, <laughs> undeniably great song "Make Me Bad" with the mediocre hit that we all feel whatever in between days, you know why not oh, mash them up? Masterpiece. Know? So um, it pains me to enter Donald's world of negativity, but I can't find one redeeming thing about this performance. I think it's horrible from start to finish. I wish that Care would do another unplugged and and. Uh, 
take it on and hold it every way. <laughs> but have nothing to do with corn. Yeah, if this was their way back <laughs> in, I, it's awful. I don't get what. I'm sorry to any corn fans out there, but that dude's gross. His, Slap bass his, on an upright bass sounds so, terrible. Some dude in the background playing one of the instruments had like a horse mask on. Yeah, really two people. I re-watched that shit twice to make sure that the drummer and the keyboardist okay. were wearing pig mask or something. Oh, they shit. were pig mask. Okay, yeah, I was God, like, damn, who's wearing a mask? How could they be into this for an yeah. up? So yeah, it... but still, it, it gets posted on. Like, oh wow! Uh oh, the dogs wow. are out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we feel about the corn performance, people out there. The worst thing. The worst glitch in Cure history, as far as I'm concerned. So it's up there. I'm happy to just uh, ignore that it ever happened. I think uh, we could all hopefully just agree that it never actually happened. The sadder part is like watching the little clips where Robert like is interviewed, and for whatever the hell reason, he's saying this was something that can't be missed. This was a great opportunity. <laughs> like, whoa, what? No, he was just, getting my heart hope that he was like being corn. bribed. Or... Like, yeah, like, man. like, there's something the there. Only man. thing like, I can think of is that fucking dude from Corn is like so nice. Like, he's just like the sweetest dude to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, despite all his grossy, weird fucking hair and like just body sweat, whatever is coming off of him. He must just be really funny or really sweet or something. And there, everyone's just like, you know, like that local band that you hang out with just because they're really funny and nice. You and might get some shows from them and you're <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'll they're do a dudes. show with him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. So I don't know. It still baffles my mind. But uh, you guys feel the same way? Yeah, it's terrible. I'm wearing a white Adidas with black stripe jumpsuit with a gold chain right now. In nice. honor of corn? Yeah, I'm like corned out, like the gold chain. <laughs> All right. Well, care? I hate to tell you, man, but we're sending you back to the fucking moon. I'm going next, back. To the next episode. <laughs> I'm taking my acoustic. Get your uh, fucking uh, bongos that I know you have in your bongos? house. Bongos? I'm taking. <laughs> oh, that would be hell. That would be. <laughs> Well, my hell, it was you like, did it to yourself, to man. Bongos. You We're sending you back to the moon with your bongos. Throwing a fucking kazoo in there, too. Just oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, just a kazoo. All in right, the I'm moon. hitting the button. Kazoo in the moon. Thanks, guys. Man. Thanks, Chaz. Thanks, Dom. Oh, We're sending you off. I really wish Lift I had off. a kazoo. <laughs> All right. I think we're. Think we're clear, Chaz. You have a good evening. (laughs) Talk hard. (laughs) You can listen to over 120 episodes of the Holy Hour podcast on YouTube. That's where you'll find all the old episodes. Go on over there and listen. Uh, You can subscribe and catch everything new on iTunes and Spotify and all Google Play. Why not? All that stuff. Uh, Go on over to iTunes and uh, find the Holy Hour podcast. And uh, be sure to follow us on the Facebook page uh, where you can get extra tidbits for each episode and comment on each episode. And follow us on the Instagram account of the Holy Hour podcast where you'll get constant updates and feelers for upcoming episodes so you can contribute too. And um, yeah, on top of that, feel free to drop me a line at gavinconnor at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for upcoming episodes as well. 
And um, be sure to go on over to check out Chaz's Cure Shirt at 17secondsshirts.bigcartel.com and see what the latest pre-order is. And on your way out, be sure to go to globalnews.pt where you can find Isabel's Cure podcast in Portuguese. So you might want to learn Portuguese on the way out. But uh, you can go over to globalnews.pt and uh, just search Curosa, where you can hear more great Cure talk in Portuguese. In case, you know, you're getting a little sick of hearing it in English. So give it a shot. Until next time. That's it. <laughs> well, which one? We lost arm. Yeah, but where does he fit into the story? I <laughs> uh, he lost, and a pilot find out. Yeah, yeah, I know, but, okay. where, but why is why is he part of the story anyway? Why? Yeah, where does he come into it? Well, because he, when I went to Gianna and Anini's tour, that's and her, they, brother. her brother. Oh, I see. Right. That's why I was t- telling you. And a lot of people knew this news. It was very big news. Do you love Michael George? No. I don't think I love him. I do. Do you? Yeah. Uh, personally, yes, I like him more than I love.